Hi, everyone. Welcome to Promises Podcast. I'm Laura Gonzalez. This is the beautiful Diane McTarsney. We're with Calvary Montclair. We meet in person at Calvary Montclair 1533 Holt Boulevard in the city of Ontario. Come out and join us. We all remember those treacherous months where we couldn't meet in person. It's wonderful to gather together, and we want you to come worship with us, meet us in person, share what you like about the podcast, and share and like and subscribe as well on all the social media platforms. And we're just excited to be here. And today we're going to delve more into those promises. There are so many. They're so rich. They're so good. We didn't get to cover but just a fraction. But we're also going to talk about the promises that are a little bit difficult to hear and a little bit difficult to... um, to want to obey and follow and to realize that they're true too. That's because right. God is true to his word. So we're going to begin with, um, you know, those promises we didn't get to last time. And I was thinking... Um, And just a few. We cannot cover them all in our short time. But there are so many wonderful promises. So one that I was thinking about um, was from John 14, 3. And if I go and prepare a place Mm. for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Oh, I love it. What a promise. I think of the disciples at that moment. Mm -hmm. They were so sad. You know, what do you mean you're leaving us? Exactly. (laughs) Don't leave us. Don't leave us. And he's saying, yeah, but you need to understand. There's a purpose in my leaving. Beautiful. Such a good one. And knowing that Jesus is coming back for us. He's going to receive us unto himself. And what a comfort to those who have loved ones who have already entered eternity. Right. right? That we're going to be reunited again. That he... He is going to come for us, and we can forever be with him in heaven. What an encouragement. You know, I think of those uh, videos you see on YouTube sometimes where it's, you know, a dad um, maybe meeting his baby daughter, infant daughter for the first time. He was in the military, and a baby was born while he was gone. Or seeing a five-year-old, maybe she was one when he left. And I know that that's not totally accurate, but it just kind of reminds me of what heaven's like. Mm. That sweet, passionate tearful, joyful reunion. Reunion, definitely. Yes. And um, and with that, I think for me, um, 2 Corinthians 5, 8, to be absent from the body is to be present with the oh, Lord. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good promise. And, you know, I feel like we're still very much a nation grieving. Definitely. You know, we have so many people still sick, people that have passed away. And, you know, um, out of sight is definitely not out of mind. Right. And so another promise, I'm the resurrection and the life. Nice. That... Martha and Mary, again, context, they're grieving. Their brother just died, and he tells them, I am the resurrection and the life. And in fact, all of the I am's, Diane, are precious Mm -hmm. promises to me. I am the vine. You are the branches. I'm the bread of life. I'm the living water, the door. I'm the good shepherd. It's You could just camp on those, and we should camp on those and just cling to them and remind ourselves. You know, a big one, like you mentioned about him going to prepare a place for him, I'm the bridegroom. Right. He's our groom. We're his bride. Beautiful. And I think that's a little bit easier for the ladies to understand and comprehend than the men. You know, you know right? <laughs> that that analogy, that that um, that symbolism there that um, gives us a picture mm-hmm. of, of what our relationship with the Lord of, is like is right. so beautiful. It but is. we as women who have been married, we understand that preparation, right? Getting right. ready. And so we too, as we live and walk on this earth, we need to get ready. Our hearts. Prepare you know, our hearts. Yes. yes. Um, and be, walk in obedience. I just... Um, I think just to be encouraged in that, that we are, as we live this life, preparing ourselves for eternity. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're 
putting up those treasures in heaven. We're investing. We're essentially beautifying ourselves. Mm. We're saying, Lord, sanctify me. You know, again, like the vine, prune away those dead branches. Right. You know, I mean, for us women, we go into the hair salon, we get a trim because the dead ends, we have to cut it off. And so the Lord, as the master gardener, he prunes away those things. And, you know, uh, one of my dear friends, Sherry Tima, she says, this is just boot camp, Laura. Mm. This is just boot camp. We're getting ready, you We're know, for, ready. for to be with the Lord. For sure. And I we received a text by one of the sweet ladies in the church, um, Kathy, and she sent us her verse and uh, from Isaiah 61, 3. And I just wanted to yes. read it because it was on my list as well. I love that one. And so Absolutely. he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. That's the goodness of our God oh, because yes. we walk in a world where there is mourning. We walk in a world where sometimes our life just feels like ashes. You know, sometimes mm, people just have so, so much. It's so heavy and so much sorrow and even despair. But God takes all that and he does the 180 with it, right? He turns all things for good yes. and he gives us a crown of beauty. He gives us joy, blessing, you know, and praise, joyful, festive praise. That's so good. That is so good. And that reminds me, whenever I think of that Isaiah verse, I always think of 9-11 because mm. there was so much ash Definitely. everywhere. And I think of, you know, California wildfires, right. you know, similar destruction where there's just ash and there's just something very, um, it causes lamentation to rise up in you when you see fire and ash. And so I think of how, how can you make this good, God? Mm. How can you take ash, which is basically pointless or you know, total um, waste, wasted, right? It's burned ash and turn it for good. And, you know, from our side, we, we don't always see it. But I mean, one example with the 9-11 was the unity of our country. Right. Which so we long for again, we right? We do. Pray we do. For. Yes. God, turn it around. Turn it turn around. Turn it around. So true. Uh, you know, a lot of the verses about him comforting us, that he will, um, I won't leave you orphans. I'll send you mm. a comforter. Um, I think the comforter is one of my favorite names of God or names of the Holy Spirit because, you know, I mean, as women, you know, men too, but I, as women, we, we're tender. Right. And for me, I always say, Jesus, I wish I could just hug you because that's my love language is personal touch. Mm -hmm. And so what does a comforter do? I mean, what does a child do when they skin their knee? Right. They run into mama's lap, grandma's lap, nana's lap. Hugs Hug and me. kisses, right? <laughs> Hugs and kisses, please. And and that's what the Word of God does. Definitely. It gives us comfort. And, you know, another name, Balm of Gilead. I was going to just say Gilead, self. Please, I was please. just going to say self. Yes. He is that self. He's that um, balm that you put on a wound. You right. know, you have these wounds, and sometimes um, we're walking wounded, right? We mm, have yes. um, scars, and, and sometimes situations can cause those to just rip and yes. gape open. But he is that balm, that ointment that you put on, one, so there's no infection, but two, so that you heal. And things can turn into bitterness, infection, poison, right? Or yes. we can be healed. And we are left with scars, but scars remind us of his healing That's power. Right. Oh my gosh, so, so, so good. good. And we know of um, a sweet girl, Lexi Anderson. She's mm. a miracle. And that's another thing you had mentioned it last time. Our God is a God of the impossible. Right. And he can abundantly supply. He's Jehovah Jireh. So she uh, is one of our uh, dance families, the Anderson family. Mm -hmm. And Lexi had to have an actual heart transplant, yes. correct? And she lives with a scar right. on her chest. And so, I mean, we sing that worship song, which I love. It's your breath in our lungs. We pour out our praise to you, Lord. But she has that visual reminder 
of that scar every single day right. that God gave her that heart. You know, and it gave reminds me heart. of Ezekiel. Oh. You know, he takes the heart of stone, can replace it with the heart of flesh. And literally her heart had turned, not to stone, but it was so Black. hard, mm-hmm. hard uh, and diseased. Dear. Yeah, right? and, and just so hard and he gave her a heart. I remember that day rejoicing. So beautiful. And we just passed the year mark anniversary, right? Uh, Five amazing. years, I God believe. is so good. And I think, too, as you're talking about that, how we can have seasons of, like, when she was ill or when oh she was in a, in a coma, really, for, for a month, um, or any one of us in our lives, you yes. have uh, Joel 2.25, I will restore to you oh, the I years that the locust has eaten like some of our life we can see, and maybe it's choosing of our own, not an illness or something that just happens to you, but maybe consequences of the, the choices that we have made yes. and, um, or, or the things that we have done. And we can feel that locusts have come and what do they do? They ravage, right. they eat all that is good. They eat the wheat, they eat the barley they, and you have no harvest because the locusts come like in the plagues, right? Like in Egypt, yes. just devouring. But the Lord will restore. Beautiful. He's so good. He is so good. And I'm thinking for some of you who might think, well, I haven't seen a locust. I don't know what Miss Diane's talking about. Termites, you guys. Right. Think about termites. Same idea. Or, you know, your favorite sweater that gets moth-eaten. You go, oh, no, it's ruined. So that's what the enemy tries to tell you. You're ruined. You're broken. There's no way anyone can restore you. And the Lord says, not so. I will restore what the Mm -hmm. locusts have eaten. So, so beautiful, yes. so encouraging. It and it's is. so funny. I had these dahlias in my backyard. I love them. They get as big as paper plates. They're sunflower oh, or paper so plate pretty. dahlias. Mm-hmm. White, purple, uh, pink. They're gorgeous. And what did I get? Bugs. Grasshoppers. Ugh. Eating the leaves. And the leaves are very, quite large, just devouring the leaves, devouring and ruining my beautiful dahlias, oh, right? yes. Um, but the Lord restores, and we have to, you know, get rid of the locusts. That's right. Fertilize and that sunshine and water, and you can get those plants growing and healthy. And as water is to a plant, so the word is to us, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So good. I love that Joel verse. Thank you for sharing that one. Romans, love that. Is that yours? You got that one? No. (laughs) Well, um, it's so funny because I could, we could go on and go on for for promises, but we were just talking of the one that she saw in my paper is from Romans 8 35 through 39. What can separate us from Christ's love? You know, I had a professor in law school that actually quoted that as one of her favorite verses. And the irony of it was she was living in a lifestyle that was ungodly. Wow. And I, you know, I, it was just interesting to me that, I, and now that I think about it, I don't even know why she mentioned this in class, mm. but I think she was trying to justify her sin. Oh, maybe. Because she was saying, what can separate me? Not even my my, my lifestyle and my mm. sin. And so we talked we touched on this a little bit in our in our last podcast that we can't tape a scripture to allow a license to sin. So that is mm. not what this Romans verse is saying. No, definitely. This is saying, you know, tragedy, uh being a becoming a widow suddenly, um, viruses, whatever trial you go through, financial burdens, right. uh, maybe a prodigal child. God's not separated. He's right. not distant. You know, cancer, whatever thing you go through, valley, low, nothing can separate us from him. Right. So true. I, I just, as you were saying that, it's so funny because what I'm seeing today, and maybe I, I, 
maybe it's just me, maybe you can um, uh, uh, vouch or agree or disagree, but um, what I'm seeing in the Christian world today really is a mindset of, I got God, I got his promises, God's got me, God's got this mentality, but a, I'm going to live how I want to live. That's right. I see it it too. There's not a be holy for I am holy, right? Start in the book of Leviticus. Be holy. If you're reading the one-year Bible, you're probably in Leviticus Mm -hmm. now. Um, Be holy. Holy, for I am holy. Right. We've lost that. Right. And that holy isn't a Pharisaic attitude or self-righteousness, not at all. It's that God is holy, right. and we are to emulate his character. Right. We are to show a lost and dying world what Jesus looks like. That's right. That's and if right. we are sinning and living in sin or justifying... And, and we're not talking... The, the daily sin and we go we're about to go to sleep and we repent and we confess we're talking intentional right willful defiant I will do this I don't label it sin it's a disease I will do this it's how I was born I will do this because that's my choice for sure but I'm a Christian and I keep yep. the promises and I want all the goodies that God has to give me the covenant promises which brings me to the conditional promises how many promises? Um, do we have in scripture that are if-then promises? So many. I was going to say, if Don Stewart was here, he'd be breaking it down. Right? There's a lot. And a so lot. It's, we want we don't want the if part. We just want the then mm, part. You know, if so we true. confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. But I got to confess first. Right. Right? And so if I don't confess, then there's no forgiveness of sins. Right. We've got to yes. take... All of God's word That's in right. its entirety. And all of his character. And all of his character. So uh, my husband, Chuck, and I, we have this little joke, and we say, <laughs> you can't eat Krispy Kreme all day and have a six-pack. Right. You just can't have both. (laughs) So that's the same thing with the conditional. I mean, you and I have known marathon runners, very fit people, um, and and it's a discipline. It is. It's a discipline to be able to do certain things with your body. I mean, both of our daughters are in dance. Right. It took them years to be able to dance with point shoes on. Definitely. And your son was a football. Discipline, discipline, protein shakes galore, right? right? right, For sure. Hi, Josh. They know about the (laughs) vitamin shop. But you have to discipline yourself. And so these if-then conditional promises, Mm -hmm. it's not that God's mean. If anything, it's that God is just. And he's saying, I want to give you this, but you have to do your part. And and I can't remember which pastor teacher shared this, if it was Charles Stanley or Chuck Swindoll or someone else, but they were talking about when you read the Bible, look at his part, and then my part. Because we have a part. That's and that's sanctification. the then. Mm-hmm. That is sanctification. You are so right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. And so it's just that idea of, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And? He will direct your path. So yeah. that's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. A very familiar verse, I'm sure, with many of you. And so trust in the Lord with all your heart. Our part. Right. He will direct your path. God's part, but it's conditional. So if I'm here up at night, uh, not sleeping, restless, trying to figure out how to pay that bill, I'm not trusting. I'm trying to Hagar it. Right. Do it yourself in your timing, your way. Sarah, right? Uh, Yes. And so many examples we have, good examples of mistakes that were made. Yes. So we can learn from them. That's why the word is there. We can learn from their triumphs and we can also learn from their errors and where they fall short. I think that is so, so good that we do have a part. That is sanctification. We have to apply. We have to obey. Right. And the more you obey, the more you know the Lord. Right. The more you're given to do. And and, um, we have to 
bear fruit worthy of repentance, right? right. And that's what our life should look like. But we're living in a day where especially sexual sin is so rampant. Well, we're going to get married, so it's okay. We can live together. We can fornicate. It's sin. Yes. You know, go and sin no more is what the Lord tells us That's today. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so good. And don't don't make a practice of it. We're, we're sinners. We, 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 we know that. We have Adam's DNA. We're sinners. Right. But don't make a practice of it. And then don't try to get all your friends in the club of accepting it. Right. That we need to encourage me. <laughs> each other enough to say and love each other enough right. to say. This is what God's word says. I love you, Not my sister. Not even what Diane says. This is what God's word exactly. says, Exactly. Right? God says that you are to live this way or... or um, if we're disrespecting our husbands, if we're not loving our children, if we're being selfish and self-absorbed. And the reason I say this is because it is so prevalent today, it is. right? Self-care, it is. right? right? Self-love. Self-love. Yes. And, it's, and, and, we, and this is preached. It's even preached in churches. But what does God say? Deny yourself. Right. You know? Yes. Become Love low. others. Become low. Yes. Our example is Jesus, right? right. Oh, so, so true. And we have to take God's word. And that needs to be our foundation. And that needs to be our basis. And we stand on these promises. We stand on God's truth. And then everything flows from that. Back to the seek ye first, the kingdom of God. Yes. God first. Right. Not I want self-care. I want self-love. And, and take I a prayer to treat it. treat myself. Right. right. Right? Which is the mantra of today. Oh, it's so true. When God is like, die to self. Well, and isn't it ironic that... There is a big movement of self-care and a lack of self-denial in the church and a lack of holiness, the things that you're sharing, when God's saying, I want to care for you. Right. Like I'm going back to when I'm down or I I get beat up by autism, you know, raising my special needs child or various woes and trials of life. I say, God, you comfort me. Right. I want your comfort. Not food, not a massage. Kyle Eidelman, God's at war. All of what you're saying, that book is so amazing. Yes. I encourage every believer to read it. Right. right? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Going what you're to saying. him for the comfort. Yes. Going to his word for the comfort. And so we want to delve into some of the more challenging promises right. of, of the word. And by challenging, it's not, you know, well, what did what does Leviticus mean by XYZ? We're talking challenging. Well, one that I wrote was Love your enemies. Mm. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Matthew 5, 44. Is that easy? No. 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 In fact, it's not possible apart from the Holy Spirit right. empowering, right? So when we say difficult Bible passages or hard promises, how would you address that? I mean, they're not hard promises. They're just difficult to apply maybe. The, maybe or maybe the ones that we'd rather have other people uh, read and receive, right? Um, you think good. about it. Uh, you know, <laughs> Can I, you love your enemies? I'm going to be right yeah, here yeah, stewing yeah, in my anger. Right? It's like I, I, when I think of those things, if the world hates you, mm. keep in mind that it hated me first, Jesus said, John 15, 18. And then he goes on to say a few verses later, remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. Yes. If they persecuted me, right. they're going to persecute you. Right. We don't want persecution. We don't want to be hated. I want to be loved. I want to be welcomed. I want, but this- Accepted. Yes. Acceptance is huge right now. Definitely. And and as this world gets more and more carnal and sinful and evil and wicked, well, light and dark, man, they are easily distinguished. Right. And so if we're keeping in step with the world, we're going to be loved. 
But if we say, no, that's sin, I need to be holy for God is holy in love, not in arrogance or self-righteousness, in humility, living as God is humbly. When you stand in contrast, and and it could be simple things. It could be, you know, God created man and a woman, but the world says otherwise. One man, well, then you're going to get persecuted. You're going to get censored. Right. And and you may lose financial. I recall um, our dance studio, our daughter's dance studio, they have on their mission statement that we honor God. And I recall a couple of um, schools not wanting to fund their tuition exchange. For homeschooling, yes. For For homeschooling activities. Because they said, you need to take God out. And, And God bless you, Lindsay. We love you. She said, I will do no such thing. And you I'm not changing hit, my right? mission statement for anyone. I just got the goosebumps. But she did it, right? Right, she So did. that's just one example of we don't like being persecuted. I mean, the studio, they they encourage special needs dancers. Right, right. They give back to the community. They're a phenomenal 501c3. And we take out God. The enemy is so subtle. You want more students? Remove right. this. I and mean, that's a temptation, right? That is a temptation yes. to say, okay, I'll cave here. Mm. And it could be in our lives in any regard. I'm going to cave here. I'm going to be quiet here. I'm not going to do that. Right. Um, or I mean, I'm going to do that, and it's wrong, so that we are not hated, so that we are not persecuted, so we don't lose the finance. Is But the Lord owns the cattle on a thousand that's hills. That's right. That those few students is nothing compared to what so, God honoring owns. Almighty God and and what He could do in how He could bless you in re, in other ways yes. in different ways it may not be financially it right. may in, be in other ways but right. He is so good so that's what I think of when I think of a hard promise one you'd rather like Ugh, <laughs> I, I don't yes. I don't like that so much but so I think I'm glad we're talking about this and and don't forget to like and subscribe and post your favorite promise or your most challenging promise we're talking about some that have been hard and and please share. We want to hear from you as well. But I think that, you know, we're living in really tough times. And so challenges or scripture promises that I would say, "Mm," one of the thoughts I I, that came to my heart was the entire book of Job, uh, right? God, please don't. Uh, have you considered my su- servant Job? Greg Laurie always jokes and says, don't consider me God. I don't want to go through those type of things. Mm. But Job thirteen fifteen says, though he slay me, mm. yet w- will I hope in him. I will surely defend my ways to his face. So I'm going to say that again. Though he slay me, wow. yet will I hope in him. And there's even a worship song out right now, and it's talking about that. Though he slay me, I'm going to praise him. And so I think a new believer, even a more seasoned believer, would say, though he slay me, well, God is a loving God. I don't slay me. That's that's mm. killing. Doesn't that slay me and kill? Yeah. I don't get this. And I think that when we're attacked, because we are in a spiritual war, we're going through trials, we're going through stuff, we're going through those deep seasons of the, of the soul, and... We think, you know, God, do you hate me? Mm. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I feel like you're killing me. And of course, that's false. But when you read this and you know Jesus quoted Psalm 22, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because, you know, when a commentary I read on that verse recently said, at that moment, he felt what it was like to be a sinner, but without sin. And I can't even imagine, right? Do we like being falsely accused? Don't we stand up and rise to our defense, but Jesus opened not his mouth? Right. I mean, just amazing. Right. And I think there's so much truth that this, to the idea that though he slay me, right. what are you talking right. about? And those yes. are like the hard parts of God's word. I also think of John sixteen thirty three. 
I have told you these things that in me you may have peace. Mm. In this world you will have trouble, tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And I think right there, you know, we, this is a hard promise that you're going to have trouble. Uh, What I love about our Lord is he's not shy about it. He doesn't hide the truth. It's all laid out. That's right. You're going to have trouble. If you get married, you're going to have trouble. You know, if you live on this earth, you're going to have trouble, tribulation, trial. But here's the resurrection part. But take heart. Why? Because I've overcome the world. That's right. And Jesus has overcome. He's our overcomer. He has overcome. We, therefore, walk are in victors, victory. Yep. Right. Amen. And have overcome. Yes. And I think to me, that hard part of realizing I'm going to have tribulation, we shouldn't be surprised by it. Well, you and I have talked a lot, and, and it goes back to that Kyle Eidemann book you recommended and you and we read as in, in our small group before, God's at War. We love our creature comforts. We do. We love a, you know, a hot bath. We love a good meal at a restaurant. We love no traffic. We love a sunny day. And so when trials hit us and they will right we say god what happened right what happened where are you god why did this happen to me and then we have to go back to the word i it's a promise yes you will have trouble and so you know when i think of that that common grace um scripture the rain falls on the just and the unjust i have that written down i love it it's so true. So so I think of, mm-hmm. of, of cancer. So mm. I knew of a gal who had breast cancer, and she was so godly, and she redeemed the time. She would take tracks while she was getting her chemo, and she would pray, mm. who do you want me to give it to, Lord? Who who do I need to, to minister to? Wow. And, and the difference between, you know, a cancer fighter without the Lord and someone that has the Lord. I mean, it's just like you said, light and darkness, night and day, because we go through troubles, but with hope. Right. We know the end game. We know how the story ends. Right. We know that Jesus resurrected. So it's totally different. But when the trials hit and the rain falls, just like that parable, we're going to be on the solid rock and we're not going to waver. Now, it doesn't mean we don't struggle. have adult temper tantrums. Yes. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Wrestle. Wrestle, struggle, mm-hmm. um, whine. You know, I call them pity parties. Right. I'm having a pity party, Lord, forgive me. But and I tell them right. all the things that I'm sad about because we have to be honest with the we Lord. We do. We're not going to say, Honest, it's not great. disrespectful, right? Yes. Honest. So he already well knows. That's right. Yeah. He knows we, what we're struggling we, with. We tell him our struggles and we vent. Half of the Psalms are venting Psalms. They right? are. And, but then there's the, there's always the but. There's That's always right. the change. You have the pouring out of the heart and maybe the heart's in the wrong place and you're seeing right. the wicked the prosper. The wicked prosper. That's right? Yep. Exactly. And then it's like, but the but. But then I entered the house of the Lord. I remembered their, their end. end. And it's like all of that, that correction. And we do that with the Lord. And I love what Christy Duff said one time in a teaching. She said, I get, I get crazy or vent with the Lord. So I don't with people. That's right. Like we go through it, we wrestle through it with the Lord and then he directs us and he, um, he gets our, our perspective focused Mm -hmm. on him, you know, but I love how you quoted. That's another promise about the, about the rain falling on the just and the unjust in Matthew 5, 45, it says, for he gives sunlight to both the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. That's God's mercy. Like we all, no matter, and especially in an era when um, everything was dependent upon the farmland, right? What they grew, their sustenance, their provision, what they grew. No sprouts, no Walmart, no Costco back then. Exactly. (laughs) And so he's like, you have your, your field and you have your neighbor's field, right? And they're both plowing and, and maybe one is wicked and one is um, good and loving the Lord, but he sends rain and sun on both. 
Right. And and he takes care of us. I think of um, the promise of the seasons in Genesis oh, 8, 22, yes. right? We live in this world of freak out, climate change. It was global warming, but now it's climate change oh. <laughs> and all the madness, right? Right. But what does God's word say? As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. This is for everyone. That's right. We don't so have good. to freak out because mm-hmm. of this promise. Yes. This promise that there's going to be seasons, we're going to have planting time and harvest time. Right. That's God's goodness. And the same goes, you know, with, as I mentioned, disease and, and even death. Mm. I mean, there's, it, it's, it's hard. I mean, burying a loved one is, is excruciatingly hard. Even when you know they're maybe elderly or they're ready. You know, sometimes mm. they say, I'm ready to go home, you know, to be with the Lord with their aging and their health decline or whatnot. Um, or sometimes it's a sudden tragedy. But it is part of life. And we all know right. we have have an expiration date. And I just think that the world, and so the world influences the church sometimes, we forget that. And we, we do. don't want to die. We we want to just live to be, you know, 120. We want you know? heaven now and heaven in heaven. And that's not the it's reality. Not, it's not reality, no. And so w- one that I wanted to share with um, with everyone was, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various mm, trials, James. knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, James 1, 2 through 3. And I just wanted to say that as a total open book confession that this is hard for me. Mm. Counting it joy when I enter trials, I don't say, yippee, skippy. You know, I, I right. usually vent and complain a little right. bit to the Lord. And then I quote the promises back to him. I say, but Lord, you will bring beauty for ashes. I'm right. so upset about what's going on right now, Lord, but I know you're going to turn this around for good. I can't believe this is happening to my family or just whatever right, right now, God, but I know that you can restore the, right. the years that locusts have eaten. So, but... It is a discipline, and it is, it is a discipline. getting to know the face of Christ. It says, for the joy he went to the cross. Right, and it's learning to become like Daniel, right? Daniel, whose autopilot was fasting and hitting his knees. That's right. Immediately. You can train yourself, and we can grow in it. If, you're, yeah. if your um, immediate response is resistance mm. and, and complaining and venting, my immediate response could be the same. I need to train myself to get in the word and, and stand on Jesus. the promise. And look, look to, to Jesus. Jesus. And look Fix to and focus. Yeah, right. right? His uh, love is everlasting. His mercies are new every morning. Go back to Jesus. Go back to the promises. Whether they're conditional, whether they're for everyone, whether they're the hard ones, go back yes. to the promises. Stand on them, but train yourself to do that. I because that. I can so train good. myself to vent. I can I can get better at my venting. We can create a pattern. Yes, yes. and and grow in venting, grow in my mm. complaining, grow, or I can choose to grow. Oh no, God! Here's another trial. Yes. Yeah, waiting for yeah. the other shoe to me. drop. Right, right. Attitude. No, we don't we don't want to do that. One hundred percent. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Matthew seven thirteen. So this one I thought was a little bit of a challenging one because we want all our loved ones in heaven. Mm. And I know Pastor Joe, your husband has shared doing a non-believer service is hard. Right. Because you're really, you can't say we know where they are. And right. So, God knows though. We might, we right. don't know. And we know that it, it, like the thief on the cross, right? Even to the last very second, the Lord is extending his arms, yes. reaching down to save, right? right? His arm is not too short that it cannot save. What does that mean? He will reach down and save and pull and pick up. And we just need to be witnessing. We need to be praying. I, I was at a retreat, and what, is, what did somebody say? There are only two things in this world that are eternal, the soul and the word of God. Oh, I love it. And what are we living for? Right. Right? right. Let's get, stand. Let's live in these promises. Let's appropriate them to our lives and live them out. And pass them on. You know, give them, them on. to your kids. Give them to your grandkids. Give them to your coworkers. Give them to your classmates. You know, people are hurting right now. Right. 
And so, which is one reason we're so excited about you joining us on this new podcast because people need hope. Share it, you guys. Share this right. with your friends, with your church group. Like and subscribe, you know, forward it on your Facebook. We want people to be encouraged. That's the whole point of all of this is just to redirect our gaze to Jesus, yeah. lock eyes with him, you know, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author the and perfecter of our faith. Yes. And so uh, a, a, quite a while ago, we had um, Kevin Nickerson, mm. who is a chaplain for the LA Rams. Did they just win a game recently? (laughs) An important game? I don't know. So the Rams are the winners of the Super Bowl. And we have lots of Los Angelinos super happy about that. But we are blessed that chaplain Kevin Nickerson um, is giving Jesus to these big, brawny, football players. And so we'd love you to check out this pad po- past podcast that Chuck and I were able to interview him. And also Pastor Joe, he taught at our at our church at Calvary Montclair. So if you go on our website and you look at past podcasts, past teaching, Kevin Nickerson, guest speakers, we'd love you to um, go and check that out and give him a like and, and, and email him. Just tell him, brother, we're excited about what yeah. you're doing as the Rams chaplain because being a chaplain is hard, right? Pray for him. Pray for him because he is, he is, is giving Jesus um, to the entire team. The influence is there. You know, he has influence. Um, Chaplaincy is hard because um, when do people want a chaplain? When are people open to a chaplain? When someone dies or when life is hard, when life is hard, when there's, when there's um, just, when you're living between a rock and a hard place, Mm. when things are going on that we don't know about, that we don't understand, but they're there, everyone's human and they all have their own hurts, pains and sorrows and troubles and trials. And they bear a lot. And the more you're in the limelight, woo, the more people come after you, you know? So, so keep them in prayer, but watch and be encouraged. I know I was. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's He's a blessing. So again, we are excited you're here. Don't forget to... Put your favorite scripture or one of the difficult scriptures or even a question. Maybe there's a verse that is challenging to you. You know, like I said, that one, uh, love your enemies and bless them. That's a hard one, but we got to do it. So if you have one, you know, from the scriptures, post it. We want to read it. We want to hear from you.